Hello and welcome back to the One Take Show podcast. My name is Kostab. In this episode, we are in conversation with Mr. Pitambar Yadav. Mr. Yadav is a faculty graduate scholar from NUS Law. He has been a guiding light for negotiation and mediation, especially for me. He has been a part of some of the most important international negotiation mediation competitions. He has also been a part of PAC. In this episode, we talk about his experience in law school. We also talk about what exactly is negotiation mediation how to ace negotiation mediation competitions how to play the role of a negotiator or a mediator and why negotiation mediation is important for law students if you like this episode make sure you like share and subscribe to the channel if you have any suggestions or feedbacks write them down in the comment section or reach out to me i would love it either way hence ladies and gentlemen without further ado let's jump right in So welcome to the One Take Show podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you, especially to take this conversation to all the viewers because I, I can speak for myself as well as for Shashwat. We've always seen you as a guiding light with respect to every negotiation mediation competition that we have done. We've obviously benefited a lot from your guidance, and I think this conversation will help a lot of law students. So thank you so much for taking time out and sitting down with me for this conversation. no uh, thank you so much kostov and uh, you know it's been a pleasure to be here and uh, of course uh, you know i've seen both you and sashwat uh, grow into this field mm-hmm. so it's even more exciting for me to be here absolutely sir and i think before we get into the theme of this conversation obviously we talk about negotiation mediation as a competition and the various strategies that can be involved i think a little bit about yourself uh, as a lot of law students can really draw inspiration from your personal experience so could you please tell me a little bit about your experience in law school uh, your experience with law as a subject and your experience in us right so uh, i did my 5 uh, year law from jindal global law school mm-hmm. and uh, i think throughout law school uh, i had an opportunity to try different uh, fields of law vis-a-vis competitions but uh, i think in the latter part of my degree bachelor's degree i was able to focus on uh, mediation and negotiation and uh, you know in a in a country like india it's uh, these competitions are uh, you know actually the outlet for uh, students to learn and uh, to understand what the field is all about so my journey started from such competitions and uh, looking back uh, you know uh, i think i'm talking about Four to five years ago, uh, there were not many competitions uh, in the country uh, regarding mediation and negotiation. But now, if you see, uh, you know, we have I think almost every law school in the country, uh, you know, focuses on uh, you know mediation and negotiation, and some of them also have uh, their own national competitions. So now the opportunity is there for everybody. to you know at least go for these competitions at least once during their uh, uh, law school uh, you know in india and uh, especially uh, you know uh, for me per se these competitions gave me uh, you know help me identify the field of law that i wish to pursue my career in and uh, also uh, allowed me to understand uh, 
the importance of uh, effective and uh, efficient uh, communication and it was only i think during these uh, you know the latter uh, years of my bachelor's degree that i was able to understand and uh, make a decision that i wanted to pursue a degree uh, a master's degree uh, in the field of dispute resolution and uh, my first choice during that phase was uh, of course nus because uh, of the variety of factors uh, you know that come up to uh, an understanding where you know you are, you realize that uh, you are in a place where uh, you know we are you're talking about the dispute resolution process and different facets involved uh, throughout the day so for a for a university like uh, nus to have a specialized course on uh, dispute resolution i was able to uh, make the best use out of it because not only did it give me an uh, outlet in the field of arbitration but uh, it also provided me thorough grounding uh, in the field of mediation and negotiation and i think there it was i think at nus i was able to uh, build up, up uh, upon my experience uh, uh, as a law school uh, you know graduate in india Mm-hmm. and there it was you know after interacting with the professors over there i was able to uh, you know say that you know enhance my understanding of this field because there are so many different approaches coming up especially with regards to mediation and negotiation and uh, with professors like uh, professor joelli uh, marcus lim uh, professor lucy reed we see uh, a lot of uh, you know these scholars uh, being at the new as provides you with an uh, opportunity to learn from their experience and uh, help understand uh, you know what are these different uh, approaches that are available for for a field like mediation or negotiation right right and we talk about this field that you uh, mentioned negotiation and mediation and obviously today uh, as you mentioned there are a lot of law schools that are now promoting this exercise perhaps in the form of the competitions or even law schools find these opportunities across the country in various law schools so before we get into how exactly this competition is to be uh, interpreted by the competitors i would like to ask you what is your conceptual understanding of what negotiation and mediation really is and what is it that you interpret from these words especially with respect to the competitions that we get in right so uh, see uh, for me uh, you know whenever anyone asks about mediation i just simply say that it's a third party facilitated negotiation because i see mediator to be a facilitator right i see a mediator to be uh, you know able to provide a platform where two parties who have not been able to communicate clearly can now with the help of the mediator do so so in in that situation it becomes uh, very very important for the mediator to play a role where he can create a environment where both the parties feel comfortable and both the parties are able to express themselves express what they feel and uh, use this platform for uh, you know able to uh, communicate effectively and have a resolution in place so for me i see mediator to be a facilitator of communication where he is uh, you know providing that uh, has a skill set in place where he is able to uh, enhance uh, the ability of parties to communicate 
through his actions through his demeanor body language and all these different facets and similarly for a for negotiation i feel that it's an exchange of ideas exchange of uh, thoughts where uh, two parties come together to understand uh, how uh, you know they can benefit uh, by uh, maybe in a form of a, a contract or maybe in form of a deal making situation where two parties are able to just effectively communicate and help uh, each other and uh, understand uh, what the situation is like so you know this is my basic understanding of uh, these two processes right so and as you mentioned like this entire exercise in a sense is about facilitating the conversation with in a sense is what is something that is required of and perhaps expected of law students and when we talk about the competitions in particular they offer us the opportunity to get into the role of a negotiator get into the role of a mediator and perhaps exercise this entire objective of growing with the competition so when we talk about these competitions per se and i would like to go through these roles one by one perhaps picking up on negotiator first and then move on to the mediators what do you think is the role of a negotiator in a competition and what all are the aspects that every perhaps a negotiator should keep in mind before they approach these competitions see uh, whenever uh, whenever i uh, you know coach a team for a competition like negotiation uh, a particular focus negotiation competition or uh, you know a deal making competition in a situation where there are two parties coming together and effectively negotiating i think uh, it all starts from the fact that you know how are you able to look at a particular fact situation and this is where uh, i am able to understand and uh, realize that uh, these conversations that take place prior to uh, the negotiation competition where two parties are a- preparing you know where uh, let's say if it's a if it's in a negotiation competition where you have a counsel and you have a party in play so this the preparation that takes place the strategizing that takes place in order to understand and enhance uh, a party's interest i think that is a situation uh, which is the most important in a competition because i think that's the time when you are able to understand and put yourself in a situation where uh you make it uh, you know believe that it's actually happening in real reality like it's not a hypothetical situation it's something happening in real and i think that is where the real part of the negotiation starts because you know what we you know overlook sometimes in these competitions is that uh, a lot of preparation has to go in in a real time negotiation right there are different uh, combinations that we have to think of there are different uh, solutions that we have to think of and all these things take time and that is where i think the uh, the learning takes place that is where uh, your conceptual understanding of uh, your party's interest takes place because if uh, you know you are not able to prioritize or understand uh, what your party's uh, end goal is you know i i particularly like to call it the what what your party's end game is in that situation if you're not able to understand that part i think that can jeopardize your uh, performance in the round and that is where i think a lot of students should focus so as to ensure that they are able to at the end of the day at the end of the negotiation session they walk off you know believing that they have enhanced their party's interest 
so that is that is where the real uh, uh, you know uh, real amount of effort would take place from the participants perspective because if that is ready if you are ready in terms of your options if you are ready in terms of what uh, solutions you have in your mind and you are able to communicate effectively i think that uh, will solve i think 50% uh, of uh, of the whole round because that is where the base lies and if you prepare a base in the preparation time you can just build up upon it right uh, like i think uh, i when i uh, had an opportunity to uh, assess you and sashashwat i think that time also i remember i told you guys to understand that uh, you know when you look at a confidential information in a negotiation round or when you look at uh, you know your party's general information you have to read it from a perspective when when you are negotiating you have to read it from a perspective uh, to understand what might be the concerns for your party you know what what might be pressing concerns for your party and how those concerns can be addressed so in a negotiation where you where you are on your own as a negotiator where you have to understand that there there is not going to be any third party facilitator like a mediator there's not going to be anyone like that but it's just you and your uh, counterpart so in that situation there is a lot of responsibility you have because any wrong move or anything that you say which might uh, you know attract a negative response from the other side uh, is going to derail your preparation and at the same time the momentum that you are bringing into the session so i think uh, that is an essential characteristic that you need to focus uh, on uh, when you are uh, preparing for a negotiation competition right absolutely and a lot of things go into this preparation uh, if i may be uh, so specific to ask you with respect to the opening uh, statement for the negotiators or perhaps the proposals the counter proposals or dealing with difficult opponents who perhaps are dominating or are not participative enough all of these situations keep arising with uh, different rounds the different kind of uh, mediators that we run across so from the perspective of a negotiator what all strategies do you think we should employ uh, with respect to these aspects of the round uh i think uh, for the opening statement per, per se you have to understand that uh, uh, i particularly and believe that opening statement is a very important part of the whole round because i think you can gather so much momentum in your opening statement and uh, that is the part where you can be uh, creative you have to be uh, uh, you know focused on highlighting what you really want and the and at the same time you also are responsible for highlighting uh, where you are coming from so it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag where you have different uh, uh you know objectives to achieve but uh, if you get that right if you get your opening statement right so you get that momentum into the round so that is the time where you will be able to uh, focus clearly uh, on different parts of the uh, negotiation because in your opening statement if you if you essentially have a very good opening statement then you would have clearly conveyed to your counterpart as to what exactly you are looking for what exactly are your goals to achieve and uh, how you want to go about it so that is with regards to the opening statement but when you have all these counter proposals or when you are making an offer or when you are making a proposal 
I think it's always good practice to have uh, some sort of a justification attached uh, with your proposal because uh, sometimes when you are making a proposal, uh, there's of course going to be a counter question or a, a response from your counterpart that you know why why this offer why this proposal. So in that situation, always uh, have uh, you know a reasoning attached to your response, and that will serve you very well in terms of competitions. Mm-hmm. because uh, any any response which is not substantiated enough would uh, would have a i i feel that uh, it it has the full potential of uh, derailing the conversation right sir and with respect to the opponents that we face uh, regarding certain opponents being rather dominant or certain being non participative in that case how should a negotiator plan uh see there are so many different approaches uh, when when it comes to uh, negotiating and uh, these different approaches uh, might have different results because we are never sure that which approach is the most beneficial but what we can be certain of is to understand the environment in which we are negotiating right and that situation can be understood like i'll just give you an example that uh, Uh, i did warso negotiation round and uh, i think one of the uh, rounds was on hostage negotiation and that situation where you know uh, you know in a negotiation in a hostage negotiation uh, anything that you say uh, might uh, you know trigger the of your counterpart into doing something which you have no control of so you have a added responsibility to act in such a situation so you know exactly what environment you are dealing in and your approach you know adapts to that environment similarly if you are in a negotiation uh, uh, environment where you are essentially looking for a deal making a negotiation where you are entering into an uh, agreement with somebody or uh, you are in a situation where uh, you are negotiating to pacify a particular situation and to uh, make things uh, easy for both sides in that situation uh, your approach changes but when you have these aggressive counterparts when you, where you have these parties who have an aggressive approach i think the best thing you can do to deal with these situations is to uh, try to pacify their concerns try to understand what is bothering them the most that they have adopted this aggressive strategy and that can that again attaches to an uh, element of a negotiation where you are able to calm the situation right in a mediation you have a mediator who's watching what's happening in the round what's happening in the situation so he or she can identify okay uh, you know one party is getting a little aggressive so he or she can act accordingly and he can help you out in the situation but in a negotiation uh, you don't have somebody like that you don't have someone who's overlooking your uh, round or overlooking your conversation no it's just you and your counterpart so if the other party is being aggressive uh, what you can do essentially is to try and listen to them that try and give them space to talk maybe uh, they are being aggressive because they have felt that uh, they are not being heard properly so maybe you can take a step back at that point of time mm-hmm. and uh, really let them talk Right, right. and let them say what they wanted to say because sometimes these negotiation rounds uh, are an outlet to say what people have not been able to say right so if anyone's coming with an aggressive approach you can give them an opportunity to speak 
try to understand what they wanted to say and uh, once you heard them then you start the process of rebuilding uh, uh, an environment where uh, they are uh, a little more calmer than what uh, when they came into the round and slowly and steadily build up a, a, a sort of a rapport with them where you are communicating effectively and if you can build that trust if you can build that rapport i think that can help you uh, help both the parties in uh, ending a negotiation session maybe on a good note maybe mm-hmm. on a note better than what uh, maybe in a situation or a circumstance which was better uh, as when it started so i think these some some of these basic tips can help of course i am not the uh, you know conclusive authority on this aspect of how to deal with the aggressive counterpart but uh, i i personally felt like the strategies which i have told you right now can uh, have worked for me and uh, yeah it can help uh, the participants as well right right absolutely and you've obviously mentioned there are obviously the kind of negotiation rounds where there is an involvement of mediators and those mediated rounds are the ones where the mediators or the participants who are participating as mediators have to go through a rather different set of preparation because uh, i have personally always negotiated but what i have witnessed is the judges are uh, more than often quite, uh, harsh on the mediators quite very specifically so but uh, the idea here is that when someone is participating to be a mediator what are the basic strategies or uh, things that they should keep in mind perhaps something they should look out for while they are trying to perform as a mediator right right no i have uh, like i have seen you negotiate and uh, i have not seen you mediate uh so i can you know i i can have uh, i can you know comment on you and sashwat negotiating but as a mediator uh, it's essential to understand that uh, it's a great responsibility to be a mediator because uh, you have the trust of two parties essentially and uh, that trust is something that you carry into a mediation right so it's a very it's a very very fine line Uh, mm-hmm. that you are walking on right. and uh, essentially when you are doing a mediation round as a mediator you need to ensure that uh, you have a environment in place where both parties who have not been communicating properly can communicate properly i think that's my way of looking at mediation right when you when i enter into a mediation or when i mediate uh i feel that you know i can contribute in so many different ways in creating an effective environment for communication and uh, it has uh, everything to do with my body language it has everything to do with the the way i talk and uh, how i can make parties feel comfortable so again you you spoke about the impact of opening statement right when it comes to uh, the negotiation uh, similarly mediation uh for a mediator opening statement is a great tool right i i say it's a tool because uh it's something in the bag of a mediator where he or she can use a effective opening statement to actually calm down the parties right sometimes there are so many questions regarding mediation sometimes there are so many doubts regarding what the process is all about sometimes there are concerns regarding the structure of the mediation session so all these things can be addressed in one go if you have that good opening statement in front of you so if you are a participant if you are a uh, uh you know someone who's really interested in being a mediator then i think the first thing you need to work on 
is how are you going to plan your opening statement what are you going to say uh, in your opening statement so these things can effectively uh, contribute uh, in understanding uh, of the parties they, if parties can have that impression in the opening statement that mediator is the person i can trust uh, to help me in this process then i think you have done 50% of your job right the next 50% would start from the agenda making session where you will align uh, all the concerns that have been put forward on the table align them for the parties help the parties understand and decide what they want to do mm-hmm. and then let them have a great communication so that's how you know a process all starts because i remember you know uh, uh, i think uh, there have been so many stories about what innovative things people do on the circuit mediation circuit with regards to their opening statements you know someone uh, you know i i personally like the orange example you must have heard the orange story i like that i like you know i have a certain set of these stories lined up someone uh, played a song like i know one of my colleagues uh, jonathan he played uh, the i think a beatles song uh, in his opening statement and uh, you know just to uh, get it across to the parties that uh, you know that there is so much uh, that they can achieve by uh, you know having an active approach uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the mediation session where both parties can uh, benefit or as we say in terminology that increase the pie by uh, working together so there are these so many different people like i have uh, seen so many innovative opening statements coming across so many different uh, uh, ways in which uh, participants have uh, been able to make uh, parties feel comfortable so mm-hmm. there is no uh, like there is no uh, clear cut uh, uh, you know solution that okay this is how your opening statement should look like but of course your opening sh- uh, statement should have uh, a structure it should talk about the process it should talk about uh, the ground rules it should talk about uh, you know what your role is a little bit about yourself and if you can uh, like um, make a good opening statement around these few pointers i think it can really help you out it can really help you out as a mediator and it can really help the out uh, the parties uh, who you are mediating so mm-hmm. it works both ways in terms of the opening statement perfect perfect i think these are the tips and tricks that will come in handy indispensable tips and tricks in fact that any competitor can use i think i found them extremely useful uh, hopefully i i'm really waiting for uh, more competitions so that we can try our hands on uh, so that i can deploy these trips these various strategies that we have learned in this conversation and they are extremely yeah. useful uh, my final question to you obviously would be that negotiation mediation from a law school's perspective uh, in a manner of instilling those strategies those soft skills in the law students how important is it for law students to be aware of these strategies to have that knack for negotiation and mediation see uh, i have personally felt that uh, if uh, if i had like spent uh, a little more time uh, learning about uh, the mediation and negotiation during my undergrad degree uh, maybe i would have been a, a better negotiator or a better mediation because at that point of time i did not know the value of preparation right at that point of time it was just a vague idea in your mind that uh, okay this is a competition happening let's just go for it 
but uh, once you get into this field once you you know start pursuing it professionally i think that's the time when you realize the importance of uh, getting it right with the basics right and in a law school you need someone to align you with those basics you know it may be in form of a course it may be in form of an elective course or something like that where your professor or your teacher can tell you exactly how you know you can work well with these uh, basics and uh, moreover uh, you know a lot of these uh, societies are there where they are creating an environment where participants where the students who are part of the society can also come up and discuss about these things right so it works both ways it works both ways right uh, there are the responsibility of a law school to provide you that platform and then it is your responsibility to take it as far as possible as you can so to learn right. these uh, you know process uh, you know the workings of these processes uh, consensual dispute resolution processes like mediation and negotiation in a law school that has a great great uh, impact in terms of you understanding a particular case at hand how you look at look at a dispute because as i as i spoke about if you know how to strategize or uh, read a particular case for your client when you're negotiating that goes a long way when you are actually reading or briefing a client you're reading a case file you know so they, these strategies these sessions uh, time spent in those in these competitions where you are preparing on different uh, outlooks to a particular case or where you are understanding the confidential information that has an impact in real life when you are out there thinking of you know where various points uh, where uh, or various ways in which you can enhance your client's concern in the court or maybe in a negotiation right so it all starts with the preparation for me and uh, law schools has a responsibility to provide that platform right now i think you must have seen yourself that uh, so many law schools are talking about these processes you know so many law schools have discussions uh, around these processes and uh, that's a great thing to see because uh, in my fourth fifth year that was not the case because that point you know we were just starting out this field was just opening up for students in india so that that if i look at it from that perspective we have come a long way but uh, still there is so much as for us to learn and i hope uh, you know in coming a uh, few years we are able to create that platform for students around the country absolutely we do have come a long way and i think as you mentioned there is so much more to learn and so much more to grow with i think as we all know especially post pandemic the market has become rather more competitive it is becoming right. more and more competitive with time and these skills obviously are the soft skills that we every law student would love to acquire and what better way to learn it from someone who's experienced them over years and also has guided so many law students uh, to victory thank you so much sir for this amazing amazing conversation do you have any closing remarks for our listeners no i i will just say this that uh, see uh, everyone has a journey right uh, everyone uh, you know has a way of uh, going about things 
there might be times when you're not able to understand what's happening around you but uh, just trust the process right uh, when i was in my fourth fifth year i i did not know what was the end game as i said it's the end game as what's the end game with regard to these competitions but it's all it all starts somewhere right so i believe if uh, all the listeners anyone who's listening to this uh, you know podcast then i just want to say this that uh, trust the process you know uh believe in yourself and uh, your journey uh believe in your journey and uh, you'll get to your goal eventually absolutely perfect i think believing in our journey and working hard enough in order to reach our goal is the mantra that uh, every viewer of this podcast especially for this podcast and i take the liberty of saying this <laughs> would love to strive for and perhaps work hard for so thank you so much for this amazing opportunity i had a wonderful time i hope you had a good time too sir Thank you so much, Kostu, and uh, please pass my uh, regards to Shashwat as well. And uh, I hope I hope both of you uh, look to participate in such competitions, and uh, mm-hmm. they have so you have so much to learn ahead. Absolutely, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you.